Legacy Undone by LD1449, Chapter 2. What happened, the sun dime? Hokage asked as he marched through the white halls of the Kahona Hospital. Unknown, Ainu replied. He slept as usual, woke up, marched to the bathroom, then he started screaming. The legendary shinobi shot off question after question as he walked barely waiting for the response to be over before launching the next one. Jinjitsu, none that I could detect poisons, hallucinations. Initial results are negative. More thorough testing is being conducted as we speak Hokage-sama. Current status, the seal's integrity, stable as far as we can tell on both counts, though we've called in the expert in order to verify. The old monkey nodded, about to ask another question before he heard the sounds of a struggle. His and Ainu's head jerked up ever so slightly before they were both rushing down the hallway, the Anbu's sword emerging from its scabbard with a glint of polished steel. The door was thrown open to reveal two nurses, a doctor, and four Anbu lined up in front of them, forming a semicircle around a blonde child clutching a surgical blade to his chest. What happened? Hoserin questioned, his voice unchanged from its usual calm tone. He woke up and started struggling, Hokage-sama, one of the Anbu answered. He took Dr. Koku's scalpel from his coat pocket. Cut me good when I tried to grab him too, another Anbu, a younger one said, showing off the blood-drenched glove on his left hand, an open gash on his palm. He's fast. Old man, the Janakonri's frightened voice brought Saru's eyes to him, the soft brown orb softening their placid look to one of mild concern. He stepped forward, past the line of people, to get in close to the boy before he knelt in front of him. Naruto-chan, he cooed at the boy, holding out his hand. Naruto-chan, come here. The boy's white knuckle grip on the surgical knife tightened even further, and for a brief instant, he thought the child might actually try and strike out at him. Then the boy launched himself forward with a hysterical cry, hugging the Sandime so fiercely Sarutobi could actually feel his robe ready to tear as the toddler cried into his chest, babbling nonsense he couldn't understand. Only one thing stood out. They're gone. They're all gone. Who they were and where they could have gone, the Hokage didn't hold the foggiest notion. Picking up the boy, he whispered softly, trying to calm him as he stared straight at Ainu, his top Anbu, already taking up the assignment as he signaled orders to his men. Naruto's apartment and habitual locations would be searched thoroughly for any clues that could be found. Waving the doctor away, Sir Toby commandeered a stiff-backed chair, settling himself down with Naruto still crying all over him. The Sandime took a deep breath, letting himself sigh as he waited for the boy's hysterics to calm. He shouldn't have been surprised when Naruto's sniffles finally faded into restless sleep. The boy's features scrunched up in discomfort. He considered waking him, but in the end decided it'd be best to simply ask the boy tomorrow. He doubted he'd just forget. Suddenly, the door opened, revealing Saratobi's oldest student, bringing a weary smile to the aging Kage's face. Is he alright? The son asked, stepping forward into the room and plucking the child out of Saratobi's arms. To place him on the bed, hands raising his shirt to find the seal on his navel. Physically, he's fine. But as for what's happened to trigger these emotions, we cannot say, Saratobi admitted. Half of me is starting to think that this was just one very vivid nightmare. 
perhaps I should call. This was no nightmare, his student finally interrupted. This turned Saratobi's face into hard, chiseled stone. All laity vanished. What's wrong? The seal's empty. The Kayubi's gone. Line break. It was 20 minutes later that Saratobi found himself marching into the bowels of Kahona's interrogation department. Naruto lay blissfully asleep, wheeled through on a hospital bed kept unconscious by the influence of a jinjitsu. This day had gone from routine to worrying to downright terrifying, and he needed answers, and he needed them now! Out of a side hallway, I know she, half delirious, still waking up from whatever sleep his men had dragged him from, stumbled into view, still visibly trying to get his bearings before Saratobi grabbed him by the shoulder and all but shoved him towards the direction they were walking. Prepare yourself for a mind walk, the Hokage demanded brusquely. I need to know what he's doing. I need to know where he's been and who he's been with and what he's been eating right down to how many times the boys breathed today, I know she. Knowing better than to argue, the Yamanaka clan had simply nodded, following the group in his sleepwear. By the time they reached the chamber, I know she was fully awake, barely even taking his place at the foot of the bed before he formed his hand seals. His eyes opened, a bewildered expression decorating his face. What's wrong? His brain! It's... The elder Yamanaka actually seemed to be struggling to find the words. Twisted? What does that mean? It's like, pretend his mind is a stick, straight and thin. Then you follow it in one direction and leave in one direction. Now toss a hundred different other sticks that look and feel the same, but with subtle differences. On top of it, group them together, mix them up. Now try and find the exact same stick you had originally. It'll be near impossible. What to do that? I have no idea. Then get an idea. I have an entire continent's worth of suspects right now, and I need that list narrowed. So either think of something, or walk in there and find out what happened. I can't do a mind walk like that. I follow the memories, then follow them back. Trying to go in there, I'd risk just falling off the path, so to speak, in either going forward or coming back. It could lead to false information, me getting stuck in his subconscious psyche for far longer than would be healthy for either of us, and that's just the better outcomes of a botched mind walk. Whoever you're looking for evidently knows enough about Yamanaka clan techniques to devise this pretty ingenious counter. It's as though someone fabricated an entire new psyche and drove it into his skull. My suggestion is to look through any records you have regarding people that know mind manipulation techniques and pray it's not something someone came up with on their own. The professor all but hissed before turning to look at his anbu to his left. Tell Ainu to widen his search parameters to include long-term village residents. This could be a domestic case where someone found access to the Yamanaka clan scrolls. I know she gulped, catching the Hokage's eyes, but not daring to say a single thing. The message was clear. His clan was now under heavy scrutiny as well. If something didn't fall into its place in the investigation, well, he didn't really want to think about that. Just then, another one of the Anbu had the courtesy to step into the room in full view before approaching the Hokage. Sir, we've discovered something. Speak. The village barrier teams reported an anomaly. Their most sensitive sensor name could feel it for an instant. They couldn't identify what it was, but cross-reference with patrol groups of Chunin to see if anyone reported anything odd last night. At once. 
Hokage-sama, I know she stepped forward. We should tread very carefully with Yuzumaki-san. If I'm right and this fabrication of memories is right on top of his old ones, he could be very confused when he wakes up. That would explain why he attacked one of my Anbu. The Sandime hummed. Soon enough, his real memories should prove more formidable than these new fabrications. But until then, his behavior might be a little erratic. I suggest when he wakes up, you be there, along with some familiar faces if possible. The aging Hokage nodded. I'll see to it, Ainoshi. Line break. The cage is empty. The massive bars that had loomed over him years ago, when he had first stepped foot into this place, still stand. Only they hold vigil over a hollow. There was nothing within. There was only the churning water beneath his feet, the echoes of its sound bouncing off the cold walls. He cannot see Karema. He can't even hear him. He can't even feel an echo of his presence. His friend is gone without so much as a footprint to have ever indicated he was here. Line break. When Naruto opened his eyes, the sun was already high in the sky, the light filtering in from the outside world. He pushed himself up into a sitting position, groaning at the stiff soreness in his joints and muscles, rubbing at puffy, tear-crusted eyes as his thoughts tried to organize themselves. He looked down at his two small hands, looked at this room that just seemed too big. He was here. He was alive, and he was here, and they were all gone. Why hadn't they told him? Why? He could have tried to push the channeling seals more, refining the displacement matrix, tried to integrate some kind of chocolate storage seal into the design. He could have done something. Why didn't they fucking tell him? His hands clenched into tight fists. A white knuckle grip as his fingers clench so hard his nails threaten to break the skin. But only threaten. He can't even do that anymore. He sobs, the fury and strength leached out of him, leaving only despair. Not even Karama. And now, he's here, alone, again. There's a hand grasping his, and Naruto jerks, startled to realize someone had snuck up on him. It had been a while since people could do that. He looks up, expecting to see a nurse, only to find a surprise. Bachan? Tsunada, as young and beautiful as ever, frowned. What happened to Tsunade, Nichan? Naruto-chan? Naruto blinked, confused. He had never known Tsunada when he was a kid. Did he? The blonde woman's lips pursed. These memory issues of yours must be pretty bad. She muttered to herself before sitting down on the bed at his feet. What do you remember about me, kiddo? She asked, even as her hands glowed with that familiar scanning technique, as she hovered her hands over him. Uh, you're Tsunade? Ba or me? She nodded, chocolate orbs, observing him carefully. And you? He paused, noticing something. Hey, where's your necklace? The Suggs and then blinked. My what now? Your necklace, that green jewel. The Shodime's necklace, where is it? I don't have it, so you should. Naruto, that necklace belongs to Dan. You've seen him wearing it forever. Naruto felt himself reeling, straining up on the bed as he stared at her. That Dan guy's alive? 
Now it was Tsunade, whose face seemed to go slap with shock. That Dan? That that Dan Naruto? He took you and Shuzani to see Kayuki Hazana's latest movie last week. The two sat in mutual disbelief for a moment before Sunade huffed, resuming her skin. When they find whoever screwed with you, kiddo, they better give me ten good minutes along with him. Naruto sat confused and bewildered. Now he knew something was wrong. Even as Sunade hadn't left until after he was born, something he highly doubted, and they simply hadn't met before, there was no way that Dan Guy should still be alive right now. His mind wandered back, trying to recall all that was said when they were designing that seal. Wishing, not for the first time, that he could have had someone smarter than him that he could talk to. They were supposed to be a team. How could... Could things have changed? Sasuke... Sakura and he had spent months talking about all the changes any misstep could bring, but their discussions had only been about changes after the point of their arrival, not before. But could just them coming back in the first place, by itself, change things? It was unnatural. Something like this had never happened before, so trying to theorize about its effects had been something akin to shooting at the sky trying to hit something on the way down. It had been a miracle they had gotten as close as they did. If things had changed, how many, how far, how drastic, how the hell could he prepare for Toby or Obito, or whatever the hell he called himself without his friends, without Kurama, and without even the goddamn security of at least having an idea about what could happen Naruto, Naruto, he came back to the waking world with Tsunade hovering over him, his heart pounding in his chest and blood rushing to his ears, the gentle eddies of her healing chakra washing over his small body. What the hell is wrong with you? I have to get out of here, he said, moving to sit up again when Tsunade's hand shoved him back down. You're a four-year-old kid who all but had a panic attack not two feet away from me. You're not going anywhere until you explain what you're thinking about right now. He let out a laugh, a quick bubble of hysteria that threatened to keep going on until he reined it in. Explain? Oh yeah, he'll get right on that. Just give him 12 years to get back to the point they've just got to, to do this again, and then he'll jot all of his notes down for her. He laughed a little more. Tsunade's face showed genuine concern. Come on, kid, you're really scaring me now. That sobered him up, but the lack of logical euphoria left him only with the crushing anxiety of this whole debacle. I'm sorry, ba me, chan Line break. We've found nothing. That's not like you, I know. Do you need another 24 hours? There's nothing, Hokage-sama. I know, assured. He spoke to no one unusual. The toxology reports came back negative. The Hayuga have looked over his chakra network to check for any recent manipulations. All visitors within the last week have checked out. Everyone he spoke to checked out. 
The only lead we have to go on is that minor barrier fluctuation, and no one in the corpse knows what that could be. I didn't ask you to stop searching. I understand. I'm just informing you that at this stage, the likelihood of us finding anything is nearly negligible. Just do anything possible. Leave nothing unturned. In the meantime, I want you to devote yourself and your best Anbu to guard Naruto at all times until further notice. You'll work in shifts. The rest of your men will hunt down a list of all possible mind manipulators outside of Kahona. Someone on this continent knows something. Understood. I know vanished into a swirl of leaves. You're pushing him hard, the Sundime's second and remaining student commented with a grin as he stepped out of the nearby wall with a smirk. Saratobe kept walking, approaching the door. There has to be an explanation. If not, they managed to infiltrate every layer of our village defenses completely undetected. Even I would have had trouble to do something like that, and I designed the system. Line break. Her eyes moved to the door for a second, and it was enough to warn Naruto that someone else was coming a second before the door opened. If not, they managed to infiltrate every layer of our village defenses completely undetected. Even I would have had trouble to do something like that, and I designed the system. The Sandime said to someone before stepping into the room, smiling gently at the boy. Naruto-chan. Naruto smiled. Jinrin relief filling his face at something wholly familiar and long missed. Gigi. Then the smile dropped from his face, the fear gripping him as the unmistakable form of the snake Sanin stepped through the doorway. A gentle little smile tugging at his own features. Hello, Naruto-kun. It didn't take Ainoshi to see the sudden tension that gripped the boy, and it was Tsunade that spoke. Naruto? You remember Orukan, don't you? Naruto licked his lips, swallowing as he nodded, still glaring at the man. I do. Sunade frowned, turning to look over her shoulder. Those memory issues seemed arranged, and whoever did this was really good. Other than his hostility towards me, what other odd behaviors has he shown? The snake sent in question, crossing his arms, with one hand on his chin, curious. He thought Dan was dead, seems to have completely forgotten about him, like he never even existed for the last four years. That made the San Sanin raise a slender eyebrow. Sanade nodded. My reaction too, the only one whose memory seemed to be unaltered, is Sensei. Even that might not be true on further inquiry. Be glad, Sensei. Your enemies haven't stooped so low as to turn the aggression of a toddler against you. Sir Tobe gave a short chuckle from somewhere deep in his throat. Oh, look, Naruto said, scratching at his head in frustration. I remember Uro sending too, so let's just bring him in. Aru who now? Sunade glared. Jaira. Immediately, Naruto knew something was wrong. All three of the room's occupants went stiff with shock. Sunade went pale. Even Arujimaru seemed as though he had just been sucker-punched. Naruto, Sarutobi began, choking on the words, Jaira's been dead for almost 20 years. Line break. This has been Chapter 2 of 
Legacy Undone by LD1449. Please remember to correct my Japanese pronunciation. I am new to the language and looking to improve.